Hello and welcome to episode 11 in the new series of Canny Conversations, powered by The Pathway Group. My name's Mark Wakeley, one of the team who bring you these podcasts that we hope inform and inspire you, giving you an insight into the world of The Pathway Group. If you're new to the podcast, then let me tell you, there are already 51 episodes out there and you can listen to all the past episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. The main person behind the Pathway Group is Safraz Ali. Saf set himself up as a social entrepreneur over 22 years ago. Being raised in Birmingham's Alum Rock, his early life and experience gave him an insight into the life and needs of an inner city community, which is at the core of his passion for improving the lives of people through education, training and apprenticeships. In this episode, Saf takes a look at the value of feedback from external stakeholders. Pathway regularly gets feedback from investors in people, Matrix Standard and Ofsted, which they review and act on. Here, Saf explores the process and actions Pathway take, using examples of recent reviews and inspections to develop a roadmap for improvements and ensure that the organization and its people are truly fit for purpose. So let's hear from Saf. Hello and welcome. This is a slightly different from uh, some of the other content that you've heard me speak about. I'm not going to be talking about culture and mindset on this one. We're mainly going to be focusing on feedback that we've received from external stakeholders. So this is going to be factual things. It's going to be things that somebody has come in into an organization, put in a document, put into a report and suggested that this is the things that we need to be aspiring to and working towards. So in terms of us as an organization, we've said it before and I'll say it again, our vision is changing lives through skills and work. Our mission is uh, enhancing knowledge, developing skills and changing behaviors to transform communities. We're an organization that's looking to make a meaningful impact and difference in all that we do. So we have customers, we have which are learners, we have customers that are employers, we have uh, we have stakeholders, and we also have our uh, staff as well. Importantly, our staff as well in terms of uh, the people that are part of organization team pathway. If we look at investors and people first. Uh, so investors in people uh, or investor in people is something that we've been with since 2005. So we've been since uh, uh, the very early days, we've always retained uh, IIP status, investors in people status. And this time round, uh, we've gone with the gold uh, status, which is you know one of the highest ranking statuses for, for an organization to have. So Investors and people basically has, has given us some feedback and I'm going to go through some of those things that they have said in terms of these are areas that our organization needs to uh, get right, needs to improve. And one of those areas that they focused on was the management team and the line managers in terms of their establishing objectives establishing objectives for uh, performance appraisals and, and establishing those objectives for those performance appraisals to people that they're managing and to a management framework. So that's something that we're, we're looking at. It's also talked about reviewing the performance appraisals yeah, and ensuring that it's fit for purpose. 
So we went through a, a performance appraisal uh, process, which was quite lengthy in some aspects of it. It was quite bulky. And it's really getting that right into the fit for purpose and ensuring the fact that, you know, you get the value, you get the value right and you focus on values of the organization and not just competencies. So we need to look at, you know, how do we uh, get our performance appraisals to talk about our values, our core values, and not just look at competency or competencies within, within that, yeah. They also suggested and praised the fact that, you know, we've got some element of uh, planning in terms of succession planning, and they also suggested the fact that we continue our, our approach to succession planning, but however, include individual personal development plans as well. So, you know, link it all together. A lot of this is about connecting and, and, and linking together, which we have discussed before. He also, you know, talked about how, as part of the induction process, the company induction process, how do we make sure the fact that that's consistent? And how do we make sure the fact that everyone can uh, receives the same induction process, you know, whether they come into the head office in, in uh, Tysley, in Yardley, or, or they don't? How do we ensure the fact that that remains uh, consistent uh, and has the same same impact? And one of the recommendations was the fact that possibly that could incorporate some of the videos from senior managers, senior leaders, myself included. And, and this is one of the reasons why we're looking to get our onboarding, get our communication within the organization consistent and, uh, and ensure the fact that it's direct and people are not doing it from a perspective uh, of their own. So, you know, so somebody's experience is the same as somebody's, you know, there's, the experience is the same. It's a consistency of experience. Another area that we were suggested or that was suggested to us by the investors and people was the fact that the leadership and management competencies are very clear in terms of why, uh, in terms of uh, the focus on teaching and learning, and that that teaching and learning and development needs to be at the heart of the organisation. We also talked about getting the right information. So, from our management information systems, management information perspective, the fact that you know the right level of information is given to every member of staff, so they can effectively do their work with the information that they're getting in a timely, timely manner. And the information that they're getting is consistent in their approach. And this consistency in approach uh, is something that has been said throughout the you know, consistency, consistency, and consistency. So ensuring that we are consistent in, in everything and consistent in our the, the delivery, consistent in our approach, and uh, you know the contribution that each division makes, and we have the same standing on where we are. So that's that's investors and people in terms of. Uh, some of the recommendations. We've already looked at some of those recommendations. We're very pleased with the fact that we became investors in people gold standard. We're looking to maintain maintain that it's a three-year cycle that we will have, but every year they will come and do a sort of a refresh and look at where we are and what and what progress we're making in terms of our, our investors in people. The next stakeholder report that I want to talk about now is Matrix. And Matrix is a quality standard for predominantly information and license guidance. And it's got some development actions, it's got some recommendations, and it's got some areas where we need to look at uh, some improvements. And these are slightly more, they are more learner-focused and, and more uh, focused on the customer, as opposed to possibly the business and the staff. So one of the recommendations was the fact that we look at the whole journey and we review the whole journey from start to the end by our uh, internal teams, quality team being part of it, but also the delivery team and ensuring the fact that from initial engagement 
of learner right up to sort of the progression and onwards that you know we are very clear and we're consistent again the word consistent comes that we are we've got clarity of what we're trying to achieve we know what our end is and we know exactly what we're looking at one of the other areas that uh, matrix mentioned is that some of our bdms may not have full knowledge of all our programs outside their direct contract so because we're talking about adding value to our customers we're looking at adding value to our learners there's going to be different layers of funding different activities well what they're saying is that sometimes the bdms and you know frontline tutors may not have all the knowledge of other areas so they're not in a position to cross-refer or upsell or look at other activities that we could do with those individuals. So therefore, they're depriving potentially of, of that learner. They're also not giving the best uh, advice and guidance and not supporting the individual. And also at the same time, the organization is missing out because uh, other contracts could be supported, could utilize the existing learners that we have and existing customers that we have. So it's an element of ensuring that you know, our BDMs, our frontline learners are aware of other areas. Also for them to, you know, for those individuals to take some ownership and accountability and responsibility. And it's not always about the organization doing so, but also linking in people on, uh, within the organization, cross-checking and cross-selling with each other and ensuring the fact that we uh, as an organization are effectively delivering the contracts we have, we go back, go back, goes back to our, uh, our core values. We're acting in the best interest of us all, acting in the best interest of Pathway, and we can only do that if we, you know, are able to sort of cross refer within the organisation and ensure that the learner can grab other opportunities within our organisation. Once we've got a learner in in our ecosystem, once we've got a learner within our system, they can be moved on to other funding streams and moved on to other areas. So I think it's vital the fact that you know we within the organization are able to break down some of these silos. Uh, we're in a position where we can work with our teams and ensure that each one understands uh, not only in terms of their individual responsibilities, but also the collective responsibilities and where they can sort of get customers, uh, get clients to upsell, cross-sell. We've talked about this again, getting to buy buy more, buy more often. And, and how do we do that with, with the existing customers? And part of that is that customer staircase and, and getting to that position where it serves us better. Uh, and therefore, you know, ultimately, because of how we are and what we approach, it will serve the client better as well. So the two things are are working in tandem. Other areas in terms of you know feedback and, and sort of suggestions with regard to matrix is uh, a lot of it is to do with career progression routes. The fact that these are information that individuals can pick and choose as they as they wish. It's available uh, for them. They can look at you know progression routes. The progression routes are discussed and highlighted and, and so forth. And you know we are aware of the resources. We're aware of the fact that you know this uh, CEIAG. The careers and advice and guidance is embedded throughout the organization and that career leaders, that leaders within our organization see themselves as also career leaders and we start using the word careers and career progression and career progression coaches and career progression tutors within our vocabulary and also start looking at how do we get people into that position where it's uh, lifelong learning but it's lifelong development. So, you know, we talk about the ABC approach, but, you know, our job is to get people a job a better job and then look at you know that sort of level of uh, look at developing their careers
and you know we do that by upskilling and reskilling. So it goes back to that core. Go back. Goes back to you know what our purpose is as an organisation. Other areas that were recommended is that we've got to be standardising our approach again. That consistency standardisation comes in. Gatsby benchmarking and ensuring the fact that you know we are selling the benefits of our courses uh, of our programmes and we support those courses with informed uh, information. Uh, and it's not just about the features and benefits, but it's also really potential sort of opportunities. And how does that work? And how does that connect in terms of aspirations for that individual and ensure the fact that we're consistent in terms of getting that across? And it's really that element of consistency of approach, consistency of getting that information across, whether they're self-employed or whether they're employed. Then we have individuals that are coming onto our courses that are looking at you know, starting a business, uh, you know, moving on, uh, into uh, or having a hybrid where they're employed and they're self-employed. So, for example, the nails and beauty courses, many people come onto that program because they are looking for some sort of self-employment, some element of work that they can do in their own part-time or in their own time or part-time, depending on, again, where their aspirations are. So they go, they go on to those sort of programs. So it's not always about career progression in terms of uh, work progression, but it could be that element of career progression in the route of self-employment. The next sort of stakeholder feedback that I'm going to talk about is feedback that we've received on the back of an Ofsted that uh, we were involved with, with Circo. So, you know, we are we are in the supply chain of Circo. Uh, Circo went through an Ofsted, again, it's, it's available on the Ofsted website, and some of those recommendations uh, I would say apply to us as well, and they're learning points for us. And, then, and I'll go through some of those with yourself in terms of that. So some of those areas were ensuring the fact that we've got uh, the CPDs and the CVs are updated for all uh, tutors and delivery staff. Again, something which is a tick box exercise, but needs to be done. And it's something that should be done fairly easy and it should be done within our organization. But in terms of other areas, it's that scheme of work, you know, it's that curriculum planning, it's that element of what does a scheme of work look like, getting that scheme of work which is a fit for purpose, making sure the fact that the differentiates from the curriculum and why the curriculum is planned the way that is planned and what are we doing with this curriculum. That's one of those areas in terms of a, a recommendation that, that was made. Another area is the progression monitoring, you know, how the progression of those individuals is monitored and how at any moment in time, we're aware of where each learner is and what the, the progressions are. There's certain things that was discussed in terms of observation planning, sampling uh, of those plans, the observation of teaching OTLA activity and how those records are, are kept. And also, the, again, that impact of learning, safeguarding, prevent, radicalization, bridge values, how, how we measure that impact of those. Again, curriculum keeps coming back again and again, how leaders within the organization are meeting to discuss curriculum, how the decisions are made on the curriculum that we choose, where we chose it. And that again was, was coming in in terms of that breaking down silos within our organization. Personal development, you know, how does that relate to, you know, how does a CPD and, and a, an individual tutor CV, C, CPD relate to uh, the organization? And how does that relate to the world that we're living in, how does that relate to the modern day life, how does that relate to them doing their job better and what is that impact of that CPD and I think that's something again you know we look at in terms of how do we do this CPD, what do we do and it's that really again goes back to this word impact, impact. 
So getting the hybrid approach of learning, uh, online learning, face-to-face, what does that look like? How do we get that impact? How do we get feedback back into the organization? You know, what do we do with it? What's done with that feedback? How is it obtained? You know, what do we do with it? Uh, again, that's something we, we need to look at. There was some talk about uh, functional skills, uh, success rates. How do we st- uh, stay on top? How do we ensure the fact that they're measured, they're aspirational? How do we ensure and manage retention? Risk register, you know, how close are we to the risks? How do we champion our social values? And what do we do in terms of that? We as an organization talk about sustainable development goals, you know, the global goals of the United Nations. We are a purpose-driven organization. We are about, we are a profit-for-purpose business. So we automatically are very much in that whole element of purpose and our intention is there is very clear because that's how we've been set up it's it's really the the purpose of this business in terms of that so but how what are we doing in terms of that how do we measure our impact our social value impact and, and how are we acting in the best interests of us all so some these are these are the sort of the areas we talk about in terms of our social sustainability in terms of our economic sustainability how do we communicate that how do we train others uh, towards that a lot of it also, again, you know, from some of the feedback is about this enrichment and sort of planning employment enrichment and pastoral activities. So, you know, what does that look like? How does that work? You know, uh, what pastoral support and well-being initiatives are there for the learners, for the staff? You know, what are we doing in terms of financial support, possibly? There's a lot of financial pressures on individual you know, we talk about fuel poverty, we talk about uh, debt crises and so forth. Our customers, yes, of course, they you know they may need that pastoral support, but it's also our team, our team pathway, the staff members. We're all in that position where we need that support. How open are we for that? What's our processes to support individuals? How do we remain open for the, for that? You know, there's a lot of talk, particularly in the last few years, about mental health, mental well-being. You know, how are we doing and having those conversations in terms of well-being? What are we doing about it? Yes, we've signed up to Thrive at Work. Yes, we've got mental health first aiders within our our organization. And But how are we moving that conversation further in terms of actually practice? So feedback from external stakeholders is absolutely vital in terms of us looking to continuously grow, continuously make those changes, ensuring the fact that, you know, we deliver our mission as a result of uh, the feedback that we've had. And we're in a position where we as an organization stay relevant. Uh, We as an organization stay uh, fit for purpose, so investors in people, feedback from a staffing perspective, matrix feedback predominantly uh, in terms of the learner perspective. uh, Off-standard feedback covers leadership, it covers the, the learners, but there's an element of some holistic perspective there. But again, linking that in, if we just take those feedback and put those into actions, that will help us strive to be better, help us strive to deliver on our sort of plans. And that effectively becomes a tool for our development, a tool for as a roadmap for our progression, a roadmap for our improvements. And as a result of those improvements, that we can implement which will allow us to do our role better. I'll leave you there. So thank you for your gain for your time. If you want to understand how SAF and the business reach the point of developing this strategic overview, why not listen to the rest of the current series which can be found on your usual podcast platform under Canny Conversations or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please like, review, subscribe, or follow. Please tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you'd like to know more, then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to SAF's website, safras.co.uk. Safras has also written a series of easy-to-follow business books, Canny Bites. These are available from cannybites.co.uk forward slash buy the book. We will be back next week with another Canny Conversations podcast. So until then, have a good week. This is a 1386 audio production.